You are listening to Ayahuasca Talks on Radio Regent in lovely downtown Toronto, and I'm your host, Rebecca Hayden. Please visit us at radioregent.com and join our live chat, or connect with me at rebeccahayden.com. Hello there, and welcome to another edition of Ayahuasca Talks. We have Amar Sahota <laughs> joining us today, and Amar has written a book. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, when I came back from doing ayahuasca in Peru about a year and a half ago, I was just really, really inspired. So, And then I started writing about it, and eventually it just came to me publishing it and getting it out there. Perfect. What's the name? Uh, it's called Trip to the Infinite, the right. Ayahuasca Experience. It's on Amazon. You just search that, it'll come up. Perfect. Perfect. So um, I think I did pre-warn you about this first question. What is ayahuasca? So I think it's it's it I think it it'll mean something different to everyone. Yeah. And for me, I think really what it is is like my whole life like you kind of live in a bubble and you kind of you 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 stay in that bubble and you live within that bubble and then ayahuasca comes and ayahuasca is the pin that pops the bubble. <laughs> and then you're just you just open up, right? It just really opens you up. So ayahuasca is like that driving factor to like kind of make you self-reflective and it very it takes it's very deep personal experience yeah and I think it would it would definitely um, be different for everyone and it depends on your life the way the experiences you had and everything and everything kind of just comes together yeah beautiful I love that description I knew there was a reason why I liked asking this question <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's go further into your story what was happening in your life just before you discovered ayahuasca so um, I've had experiences with other psychedelics, mm -hmm. and like I was actually exposed to psychedelics when I was really young, about like 15, 16, in high school. And like back then, we were just doing it to have fun. Like I had no idea what psychedelics were. I thought it was just like another kind of drug and whatever. But when I had this experience on mushrooms, it was just like is totally like not what I expected. And it was just like my perception kind of opened up. And I just felt like really good after. I'm like, what is this? This isn't like some kind of random drug you take on the street kind of thing, right? And um, that just piqued my interest in it. And I just kept doing research and it's like, what, what is this stuff, right? And then eventually, um, um, it was the summer. And I, I was in a point in my life where I really was trying to figure out like what I wanted to do. It was like, is, did I want to just finish up school and then get a job and then move up the corporate ladder or something like that? Or like, what did I really want to do with my life? And I was just kind of contemplating a lot and doing things that that kind of like exposed me out of like what I'm used to being exposed to and um, just trying new things. And then um, I kind of came across ayahuasca just on online and started doing like some research on it and stuff like that. And I found it really intriguing and like, and I just kind of proposed the idea to my mom that um, maybe I want to go with my brother, right? And my brother was going through some tough stuff with his own life and just like off the research I've been doing and like all the videos I'd, I watched, I could see like this could really transform someone's life. And I think it, it would help me find kind of a direction inspiration some kind of guidance for me to know what I want to do with my life right so um how long ago was this uh this is about a year and a half ago okay so you're already in university yeah, yeah. okay so not last summer but the summer before that okay yeah. and what did you feel about what you were um 
what you were studying at the time like did you feel like you were going in the direction you wanted to or um no like you're interested in in what you're studying or I, like i'm definitely interested in engineering but right. i didn't want to get stuck in like a structured job per right. se okay. i want to, i'm like more of an entrepreneur i have a more of an entrepreneurial spirit spirit and that kind of was coming out and i want to do things like on my own time like not that i didn't want to work i i work actually really really hard but it just didn't want to work for someone else and I want to work towards something, if that makes any sense. Yeah, towards doing something that resonates with you. Exactly, yeah. This is yeah. So, sometimes what the psychedelics do. They lead mm -hmm. us in that direction. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> just like, because everyone in my family is just like, okay, go to school, get a job, mm. and then you're good, right? <laughs> but like, I, I felt like I didn't really want to go down that path. And it kind of, like psychedelics, I think definitely like kind of opened me up that there's alternate ways. Because like I said, it's like you live in a bubble, right? You don't see anything other than the bubble. But then when things like ayahuasca come along, and I'm not just saying like a psychedelic is something that can pop your bubble. This regular experience is like going to travel or like something that happens in your life that's not normal can kind of open you up, right? Sure. Oh, absolutely. And and definitely like things like some kind of entrepreneur um, things I was doing at the time definitely kind of opened me up, right? And yeah, so that's kind of where I was in my life, just trying to figure out what I want to do and doing all these kind of entrepreneurial things. And, and yeah. So you were just looking for something to, to change your trajectory mm -hmm. from the just get a job to what can I do in this world? That's going to be something that really resonates with me. That's meaningful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Something that's really meaningful to me. Yeah. And that was your motivation to do ayahuasca. You weren't dealing with any addictions or there wasn't anything difficult happening in your life at the time. Uh, well, <coughs> addictions that I really didn't think were addictions that oh. I realized after because I used to smoke a lot of weed and, and do that kind of stuff. And I, I didn't really consider it an addiction because I was fully functional. Like I was doing well in school, had a pretty good social life, but it was definitely hindering me in ways that I didn't really understand until I did ayahuasca is when I kind of could self-reflect from like a non-biased perspective and see, okay, this is not good for me. This is not going to lead me where I want to go. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, just that phrase right there. That, that seems like it's coming directly from ayahuasca. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hear this all the time. Mm -hmm. That's not going to lead you where you want to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so you went with your cousin. So was your cousin dealing with anything at the time that he wanted to address? It was yeah, like, hmm? so I went with my – so I'll tell you the story how it kind of came together. So Please do. Um, at first it was originally just supposed to be me and my brother. And like I said, my brother was going through some stuff himself and I felt, felt like he could definitely benefit from something like this. Right. And he was interested in it too. And so just me and my brother. And then one of my cousins, she was dealing with some stuff on her, on her, on her own. And she, she was going through some things oh, okay. and she, she knew about ayahuasca a little bit and she kind of hopped on board and we're like, yeah, definitely come with us. Right. And then, um, some of our other family members were kind of giving us some resistance because they're like, I what is well this? Imagine. You guys are going to the jungle <laughs> to take some drug? And like, what are you guys doing, right? And um, so they're very skeptical. And like, but like all of the research I, I did and even the, the exposure to psychedelics, it kind of really, like I was almost sure that like everything was going to be okay. Like we weren't walking into some death trap or something like that, right? <laughs> it's wonderful. Yeah. It's good to go with that feeling. Not everybody does, but mm -hmm. that's great. Yeah. So then since there was all this like negative resistance, my mom said, okay, if you guys want to go, my dad had to come to supervise. So, <laughs> so it, that's funny. he decided to like, he's like, okay, sure. I can just kind of chill in the jungle, right? 
chill in the jungle. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard that phrase, like jungle and chill come together. But well, like he just kind of have like a vacation, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And um, so he he had no intentions of doing ayahuasca or anything. He's never even done anything in his life. He like so against that kind of stuff and and just like drugs. So, like he, he didn't really understand what ayahuasca was, right? But um, I think when he, he actually did, so we went there and we did five ceremonies, and he did all five ceremonies. Which where is, were where were you? What we area? were at the Nihu Rao. Oh, yeah. Quitos, right? Quitos, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, they're very very similar experiences uh, from reports that I've heard to to the one I went to. Yeah, yeah. So beautiful, mm-hmm. and and you must have seen a big change in him because oh yeah, it sounds like he went change. there with a very closed. Mm-hmm. attitude it's amazing that he agreed to do it but i don't think that they let you just kind of hang around there you're either in yeah or you're not yeah well i think he he when he got there he kind of realized like this is like more of a spiritual thing and yes. like it's very healing just by like the atmosphere around there and just the people around there so he's like okay i'll give it a try right <laughs> and um he made some like amazing changes in his life like even like our whole family dynamic has changed a lot significantly so tell me about your experiences like tell me about what happened there were were five of them what was the first one like yeah so the first one was really really intense and like it was so we we all went into the maloka Mm -hmm. and then we did that ayahuasca ceremonies at night so it's pitch black in there you can't see anything and um i went up and took a shot of ayahuasca it tastes horrible (laughs) (laughs) and like it was but it wasn't that wasn't too bad and just drank it and I just sat there and just waiting, kind of just sitting there in a meditative posture. And um, and then I started to feel like my awareness kind of like increasing. Mm-hmm. And like my breath was feeling like really like I was more aware of it. And then there's and we're in the middle of the jungle. So there's all these jungle noises. And then Beautiful. I was getting becoming more aware that, wow, there's so much going on around me. Like this is insane. Right. Yeah. And just just becoming more aware and then it started increasing more and more and more and then i i started getting these vivid colors and it's like I, it's not like it's hard to explain but it's like if i was to explain it it's like colors behind my eyes and they were so bright very very bright and and i so was do you like think the indication that I would, this is coming from inside you oh yeah <laughs> 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 Yeah, um, actually, that's another thing. Like, it, it's, I I found out more that like, even in life, like everything is based on what you what's inside you, not the external things. Right. And that I really uh, like. I read a lot about that, but I really understood that after my ayahuasca experiences. Yeah. But yeah, so then it was starting to build up more and more, and then I started seeing these snakes, these kind of tribal colored snakes, and it wasn't frightening or anything. It was actually kind of cool. But then it got more intense and more intense, and the 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 hallucinations were getting more vivid and more vivid. And um, then one of these snakes started wrapping around my body. And it was just like, it's very interesting. And like, it wasn't, it wasn't like scary or anything, but it was just like, there was such an immense pressure in my body. And it was just like wrapping around and squeezing my body. And then it started to get really, really intense. And it was almost too much to handle. And like, it, it kept getting more and more and more intense. And then I was like, almost launched into this crazy spirit world and I, I, didn't, I had no idea where I was and like all my reality was kind of disintegrated like I didn't know have I, any idea of like what what I normally would know and like it was just completely like out of this world <laughs> and it was just a lot to handle and 
it, it, was, it was very, very intense. Like, it's not just like, uh, like it, it's hard for me to communicate how intense it actually is. Right. But it, it was, it was a very intense experience. And so I was kind of just like blown up. And then, uh, and at this point I'm like throwing up too. And like, just like deep things in my body are just being removed. And like, it, it, it was, it was, it was almost like I felt like my body was like turning inside out. Like I didn't know what was in my body and what was outside my body. It was, it was very intense experience. And, um, were things coming out that you were aware of? Um, it's, you know, that these, those purges often have significance, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like it, there was, did you get a sense of what was coming out? I couldn't really, because it was just so much going on. Like, it was hard for me to retain. Sure. And it was just like, this. but there's a lot of stuff just coming out. And it, it's, it wasn't like I was, like, crying. It was more of a fear. Like, mm. fear was coming out, I would say. Okay. Because there was, a, there was a lot of fear there. And it just, it was just very, very intense. And then, and then I started to settle down a little bit, had these moments of calm. And, like, I was... Like, when I was in that intense part, I was stuck in this, like, cycle, this, like, loop. And, like, I couldn't get out. And that's that's kind of what um, kind of, like, rattled me up a little bit. Because I thought I was just stuck in this loop. And it was just going around so fast and fast, super fast. And, like... So how was that, how was that experience for you, the loop? Was it something you saw, something you felt? Um, well, like, I... It it was like I was going on like a, a racetrack around in circles oh, okay. over and over and over again. And so there's another lesson there, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, yeah. I think it's just like that's that's what I've been doing in my my daily life, and also like during my experience, I, what I think made it a lot worse was I was so worried about what how was happening with my dad, my cousin, my brother, and this kind of led into my experience. and it was kind of showing me like this is what you do in everyday life, like. You're always worried about what other people think, oh, and then this is goodness. why you do the things you do, right? Very familiar yeah. stuff. So it was like it, <laughs> there's definitely like huge lessons, and they kind of like they're lessons that will slap you in the face because they, they're so intense, right? Oh, and yeah. they're telling you like there's you can't ignore it. Yeah. And this is this is what ayahuasca is. It shows you, right? Yeah. Even if you don't want to look, it's gonna show you. Yeah. And yeah, so I start to settle down, and then and um. I got these moments of peace and then when I when I got that first moment of peace I knew I was kind of calming down but it was still in this like intense cycle this loop and um it was really but when I when I started to calm down I was getting all these insights like the insight like I could kind of rationalize what I was going through like okay yeah now I'm I'm thinking I I I I worry too much about what other people think and like those kind of insights were kind of coming to me after when I was kind of settling down right mm-hmm. and um I think the one thing I got from that ceremony was just to like really I had to if I wanted to get where I wanted to go, I had to really focus on myself, and like that doesn't mean to be selfish or anything like Not that. It all. means like focus <laughs> on what's going on in here, in my body, in my mind, yes. and don't worry too much about what you think other people think of you and Absolutely. that kind of those kind of things, right? And I I didn't even like I would never have thought that I'm so like. Um, kind of delusioned by this by like I I do things based on what other people think so much but like ayahuasca just kind of showed me like yeah you do do this and 
this like this is what actually like really really this is one of the major things I got from ayahuasca is like just focus on myself mm-hmm. and just just worry about what's going on in here. Yeah, mm-hmm. in fact, don't worry, just explore. Yeah, just explore. Just, just let open. it be. Let it be. Yeah, open mm-hmm. to understanding what's going on there. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. So that that was night one. Yeah, that was night one. It was Brilliant. really really intense. And <clears throat> what a great introduction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So tell me about um, night two. So. Um, I was really, uh, it was starting to get dark and it, I started getting nervous. And as it got more dark, I was getting more nervous because I was scared it was going to be as intense as before. And even the night previous, I was like, I can never go through this again. This is so intense, right? But I kind of like just kind of knew I had to go through it. It was like kind of a journey I was on. This, you this had week. a night between too, right? No, no. Oh, really? So they so it was do, in a row. Yeah, they do ceremonies Mondays, Tuesdays, then Wednesdays they take a break, then Thursdays, Fridays, and then weekends break. <sighs> Oh, I yeah. see. Okay, they did a little differently. Yeah. Yeah, I've done three in a row, so I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you get to the point where I can't, I can't, I can't, and mm-hmm. then you're there again. It's like, yeah. all right, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> so night two, go ahead. So night two, I was like, I was asking the helpers there, like, okay, I kind of freaked out last night, so what can I do to kind of just be okay with it, right? And they just said, just let the process happen. Anything you feel, anything that comes up, just let it be and just experience it. And so I, I took that advice. and. My intention for the ceremony was for forgiveness because that's what the shaman said. You should ask for forgiveness. So I asked for forgiveness. And um, this was like one a, a very beautiful ceremony for me. So I, I they gave me a little bit less than, than the first night. And so I took the shot and I could feel this this feeling in my stomach and it was like a tree was growing inside me. Oh, beautiful. And it was like extending from my stomach into my arms, my legs. And it was just like a really, really beautiful experience. And I was definitely uneasy, like, cause the ayahuasca, like it was just doing stuff in my body and it was, it was definitely, but I was okay with that. And because I was okay with it, the, the experience was actually very, very beautiful. Oh, and so nice. It was yeah. it was really nice. And like I remember I went to the washroom and I was looking up and we're in the jungle and there's no light, right? So you can see all the stars. Oh yeah. And it was just so beautiful and I was like I I almost felt like I was one with the stars. It was really really amazing. And um it it was it was definitely uneasy. Like that there's like an uneasy feeling like I was throwing up a little bit, but it was just so beautiful. Like, I, and I remember seeing this tree. It was just really, really nice, and um, it was like, and it, and they sing Icaros, right? right? And it was my intention was to ask for forgiveness, and I could hear like the Icaros was kind of like forgiving, me. like these voices, it was like it was like a forgiving voice. Yeah, if that makes any sense. It's it's sure. a little hard to explain, but I know there are a lot of nuanced stuff, but mm-hmm. it's the meaning is the most important thing, and you knew what was happening, yeah. and that's the beautiful yeah. part. Mm-hmm. So, um, was this forgiveness related to how you were with yourself? Yeah, yeah, I think because uh, like usually I'm really like hard on myself, and yeah. like I'm really like critical. It's like, oh, should I hang be hanging out with these people or like? should I be doing these things? And like, oh, maybe I, then I didn't really let kind of things flow naturally. Right. Mm-hmm. I was like more, um, more self-critical of everything and very hard on myself. Like if I didn't go to the gym in the morning, one day I would be really hard on myself and kind of beat myself up. Right. right. And I think like after this, I realized like, I'm really okay. Like it, I don't have to, I just got to let life flow. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's okay. Like I'm okay where I am, where I'm in my life. And like, everything's fine. And, 
that's that that was huge like that that's what i got out of that ceremony wow this is beautiful i can't believe how much it's uh, there's similarities you know i mean it's true that everybody has their own unique experience but there are some themes that you can't help but recognize at mm-hmm. times like um i was asked to um to ask for forgiveness mm-hmm. <laughs> you know i was in fact it came down to me it was made very clear to me that i was not being good to myself and and i had to ask for forgiveness i had to apologize mm-hmm. you know and it's a very serious issue like we don't in everyday life this doesn't just tend to come up at all you know and the ideas that we have about being good to ourselves are a little different than than how ayahuasca allows it to unfold inside of us but there were very similar themes like um iboga planted um a seed in me as well having to do with this you know all related to this stuff too and mm-hmm. it's like okay so here's the seed and what you do in your life it's it'll grow you know mm-hmm. you're going to feed it with being the love for yourself and yeah. then it'll grow inside you mm-hmm. you know so yeah. it's amazing how many themes that we come across that are similar mm-hmm. yeah i feel like um because we we all kind of live in the same kind of society the north american society and it's kind of just puts all these ideas and ways of being and ways of thinking into your head so very unhealthy stuff yeah yeah yeah. and you don't even realize until you you get out right it's like it's like how does a fish know that they're in the bowl right you can't know until you get out of the bowl right yeah yeah it's it's, so it's it's very like enlightened that's that's what i mean like it kind of popped my bubble right yeah it's beautiful Mm -hmm. that's great um so okay so then you took a break and then there was night three yeah so uh night three was a little frightening so it was it, I I took the shot. Sorry, was there anything more tonight too that I I didn't mean to cut you off? Oh this no, I, I think it summed it up. So it was like is see night two is like a lot of things I had a hard time remembering, and oh. like with well actually a lot of my experiences. Oh sure. I, I, I definitely like couldn't retain all of it because there's so much that happens. Yes. But, but um the main thing was like it was a very very peaceful and very very like calming and beautiful experience and it just that tree i had that image of that tree i even drew it in my journal and um yeah and then it was like growing inside me really cool very nice okay so night three so um (laughs) night three was a little frightening so we were going we took the shot and um I, i was starting to get that fear again from the first ceremony and um, it got really bad. It got really, really intense. And I was like, it was, it was this, like, it was almost like this demon. I think my mind kind of like put, or something, I had this vision of like a, a demon. And it was like this dark shaman. And he was like making me do things I didn't want to do kind of thing. And I was really scared of it. And every time I would try to like push it away or like not think about it, the worse it would get. And every time I tried to fight it, it actually enjoyed it. So it liked to fight. And but then I realized like the only way I could overcome this is to kind of love it and just be okay with it. Mm-hmm. And then if I like like in my mind I gave the demon a hug and then it kind of disappeared like it wouldn't it go, went away. Yes, and, like, it's like a huge lesson. It's like these things that that come up and you just kind of be okay with what you've done and just love yourself for it. Yeah. And it was it was it was that. But there was a lot of fear in that experience. It was very scary, and I was like. Even the next day, I was still kind of shaken up about how much fear and 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 um, fr- like terror. It was like terror. It was really scary, and um, yeah, it, it was it was nice going through that. And then, well, not really nice, but like I learned <laughs> a lot going through that. You know, the ones that are 
<clears throat> memorable in that way. Why is it that every time I get in front of a microphone, <laughs> my throat goes like this? I'm clearing my throat all the time, it seems, and more so in this one hour that I do the show somehow, but this is another cosmic joke, I think. Yeah. Um, but the ones that are intense like that seem to be the ones that you accomplish so much in. Like, mm. I think that um, what I experience sometimes, because I do a lot of dream work, and, and a lot of these experiences are very much like ayahuasca experiences, and uh, and some of them are, are really not pleasant at all, mm. and they shake you up, but they get my attention, you know, and I think that that's what they, we need to have that intense focus, and we need to be faced with some of this stuff that's inside of us, Yeah, and, and um, it's really the only way. Um, I know that in our society, we like to get around things or put band-aids on things or yeah. just walk away from or run away from that dark stuff. But um, ayahuasca, you know, lets us know that this is this is something that's in our experience and we have to deal with it or mm -hmm. it's just it's not going to go away. Yeah. Yeah. And once you do that, it feels amazing, though, right? Oh, it feels <laughs> like you just like you've lost like 50 pounds. Yeah. Like, like floating right. in the air. <laughs> Yeah, but it, it's definitely like an intense experience to go through, but like it's something I needed to go through to yeah. get to, to keep moving on. I think like if you just like in our society, you just keep putting bandages and um, pill that solves everything kind of thing. Yeah. It, it just makes the problem worse and the problem just slowly builds up and builds up and builds up. And then to the point where it's like when you're looking back, it's just so intense. You can't handle it. Right. Yeah. Which kind of happens. Which forced to yeah. you to do something mm -hmm. about it. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's like, okay, I wasn't loud enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was, um, so that was night three mm -hmm. and that was the major event. Yeah. And as you say, a lot of things go on and I, I, I don't think we remember all of it. I sincerely yeah. don't. It's just too, like, I think your awareness just grows so much. And then when you come back to like your regular everyday, you can't retain everything. It's just, it's just too much. Yeah. And, um, but like there, there are like lessons you definitely come like, exp like in your grain, in your body that you sure. learn from your oh, ex yeah. experiences. Even the stuff that you don't remember, like mm -hmm. I, I, even in my dream work now, um, there are those experiences and, and I wake up going, what was that? And I'm feeling a little, you know, grouchy about it because <laughs> yeah. it wasn't pleasant, you know. And I'm assured all the time, you know, this is like you don't have to remember everything for it to have benefited you. You know, yeah. there's a reason it's happening. And then I was in ceremony once with somebody um, where we were at the sharing point and, and, you know, from across the room after an actual ayahuasca ceremony, she said the very same thing. Yeah. So I went through all this stuff. I didn't really understand it. And ayahuasca said, you don't have to understand it for it to be healing. Like, oh, my God, there it is. <laughs> There's my confirmation right there, you know. Yeah. But uh, and it can be tough at times. But, yeah, you feel it in the end mm -hmm. eventually. And, yeah. and there is faith involved, you know, mm -hmm. that for ultimately sure. it'll unfold and you'll, you know, reap the benefits when it, it's necessary. You'll feel it, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, 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 big thing in that ceremony was like, there was like kind of this like feud between light and darkness, and like, like light is just like being conscious, being kind of aware of things, right? And then that will like help all your problems. But if you kind of leave them in the dark, it, they just create problems for you, like and hidden. Then, exactly hidden, right? And um, you just gotta shine a light on it, and then you you'll see like, and then it, once the lights shine on, like you're gonna fix it, kind of thing, right? And love, you know, I mean, we. There is an unspoken um, implication that I think that we start to experience this programming early on that 
you know, that love is weak and that it's it's gentle and kind, but it's not really going to, you know, get you places yeah. or get you what you want. And all of the the emotional forces that are associated with success, that is not that has not traditionally been one of them in our society. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's been a very big adjustment to understand that actually love is incredibly powerful, mm-hmm. you know, and it seems like such an such a simple thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it takes a lot of time to allow that to sink in and to start to practice and to start to understand. Mm-hmm. And and you know, this is the experience that you had this light and dark, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And and love won the day and it always does. Yeah. We just you know, we play out other stories and we start to believe them, but in practice it never works. Mm-hmm. It never yeah. does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, how long have we been fighting bad guys? Yeah. <laughs> when are we ever gonna be done with that? Yeah, it's just, the more you fight, the more it causes <laughs> bad guys. Right? Exactly. Yeah. That's like because I always <laughs> thought that, like, oh yeah, you gotta go fight them, right? You gotta but it, realistically, when you think about it, it makes no sense. It actually creates the bad guys, right? Perpetuates it. It creates like a duality kind of thing, right? Sure. It goes yeah. on and on. and It goes on and on forever, yeah. These ki- like kids' movies. I love movies. Mm-hmm. I will just confess right now. I'm a big movie fan. And, and I love watching the animated movies with my son. But I find myself now having to, you know, to do a lot of... Um, work with him about the themes that are expressed and and talk to him about it and and do some you know critical thinking about it in 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 having him understand that you know this may look all you know you hit the bad guy and everything goes away but you know and and i do give him the example we have wars we have fights you know this is not working right (laughs) and yet we're perpetuating this but I, i start to see things just seeping in now to the media that are changing that story and I really love to see that. And it's yeah. really exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was night three. We're at night four now. Yeah. Okay. So um, night four, there was actually a, like a spiritual marriage. So one of the, some of the people that were having like a spiritual marriage, which is pretty cool. Oh, so they came back to have their ceremony No, no, there? I think... They were just there, and I think they kind of they were gonna get married eventually, oh. but they wanted to do like a spiritual marriage there. Oh, beautiful! So it was really cool, and then um, it was like a very good atmosphere going into the ceremony, and we were all clapping and joking and laughing. So it was really nice, and um, but yeah, and then we got into the ceremony, and it was um, it was really nice, and it, like it kind of like because we went into it with that good mood. It, it like kind of drifted off into my experience and I was feeling feeling really, really good. That's and good. Um, it kind of faded away and then I got back into that, that the experiences I was experiencing the previous night. And it kind of- The darker came, stuff. Yeah, the darker stuff that I had to go through. And then it was um, it was kind of like a mix, that ceremony. And like, like, like I, I remember leaving the Maloka for a bit and then I came back and before I left, I was feeling like amazing. I was like a, a rock star, right? And then I came <laughs> back and I was just like back into that getting shaped and like just like learning and like learning a lot about myself. And it was difficult. It was like that difficult experience. Yeah. Yeah. Just being constantly faced with yourself. Exactly. That's oh, yeah. exactly what it is. Just, no just facing yourself. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've been there. I've been there outside of the the ceremony, and there were times where I thought, "Oh my God, this if you know if I keep resisting, this is going to drive me crazy." Yeah. 
And that's the thing. It's the resistance. It's not yeah, the Yeah, it's the resistance, itself. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why, like, if you could just be open and just yeah. really just let everything be, you're, you're going to have a fantastic experience. But it just it's just really hard to do that sometimes. And, like, I thought, like, I was a pretty open guy. Like, I kind of <laughs> just let things flow. But really, I, uh, I realized uh, not that not so much when things actually start to get intense, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, these are these are not uncommon things, unfortunately. This is why this medicine is so exceptional and mm-hmm. why it's so effective and why it's so needed. Yeah. It's because this is a very common story. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's been a, a long journey of, of having those experiences for me too and I think for a lot of other people. And it's when I find that um, it's getting wearing, it's usually because, because of my resistance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's okay to take a step away because for me it's like a daily thing. <laughs> yeah. But I had to just you know, get used to this after a while. And I realized if it was the key to progress, like if I want to make progress, then I had to engage. And and little by little, I, it, it started to shift. And I started to realize that this is the, this is where opportunity lies is when yeah. you're learning about this stuff. Cause mm-hmm. this is, these are opening doors to like some really amazing things in your life, you know? Yeah, yeah. And if you keep saying, no, I don't want to see it. I'm fine. You know, because I think we confuse it with, um, when we're shown these things, there, there's that, that, ego part of ourselves that wants to say no I'm 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 not like that mm-hmm. meaning I'm okay and you know and taking it as like some kind of criticism or harmful thing yeah and and it's just the opposite it's like no this isn't you but this is the behavior that has attached itself to you and you're engaging in it yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly, yeah. when you stop mm-hmm. doing that then the you you know because it's never a, the the accusatory thing that's yeah. all us you know <laughs> so it's all in our reaction yeah and mm-hmm. once you master that reaction man magic happens it's so yeah. amazing mm-hmm. it's actually one of my goals kind of going into ayahuasca is to get to master that that part of me that kind of just automatically reacts kind of thing and mm-hmm. it's it's hard to deal with because things come up and it's like it they're very emotional and like it, they determine what you do kind of thing right sure so it's it's one thing i've been working and still working on for sure Oh but, yeah, these are long-term goals, yeah. and and there are, there are like milestones, you know, and mm-hmm. you just it's a continual thing. It's just an awareness and a relationship that you develop with yourself, saying yeah. we're going to work on this together. Mm-hmm. You exactly, know, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's amazing. Just doing that work, that's all you need to do. Yeah, we get also attached to the when am I done. Yeah, yeah. I was very big into that when I got back and I had this presence and I was constantly going through things like that. And it's like, okay, great. And if I do that, will I be done? Yeah. <laughs> like, no. It's like, when will I be done? It's like, when you pass on from this life, then you'll be done. Yeah. And then not really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll just be done this part. Yeah. <laughs> so get used to it. It's like, oh boy, get comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was a rough ride uh, Wednesday night, and that was all about you just being faced with these aspects of your behavior and yeah, stuff. Yeah, kind of just just facing myself, learning about myself, and it's it's kind of difficult learning things about yourself that you do every day, but you just kind of don't know about them, right? Oh, yeah, it's very difficult, and like you, like you said, like you want to reject it, right? You don't want it. Oh, that's not me, right? But really, it is you. Yeah. So that that was that ceremony is, yeah. And it takes a while for these things to sink in, too. Like, mm-hmm. if, what, what I've managed to do is suspend the reaction, but then I realize that, it, you know, there may be thoughts in my mind at the beginning going, really, is that a big deal, you know? Um, yeah. And without rejecting it, it just, I allow it to kind of open myself up to further exploration of it, you know, mm-hmm. and I let, I sit with it 
And then eventually, you know, it either things happen in my life to demonstrate this or I yeah. have a dream that really lays it out for me or something happens. But that's me saying, okay, I'm willing to know more, mm-hmm. you know, instead of no, no. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's really cool when that happens, though, because how did you feel like, how do you feel about that now? In like, retrospect, um, like doing self-reflective work, and yeah, kind of that particular night, and and how important that was. I, I feel mean. like like definitely like um, like learning about myself is because it, it just makes sense. Like if you know more about yourself and what you tend to do, it's you're gonna be more successful in life because you kind of kind of see where you're gonna go based on what you're doing now, right? Sure. It's it's like that self-reflective ability to have, and that's definitely like grown in me a lot. Beautiful. Just like journaling and writing and. I feel like that's that's really key to like move forward and progress, right? Mm-hmm. So that was a really pivotal, and that's the third night. Yeah, no, that's that's the fourth night. Oh, that was the fourth night. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. brilliant. We're moving on. Okay, so and then uh, so we had the weekend break, and then it was Monday. How did you find your interactions with people during that time? Like, oh, it was really amazing. Like, cause you're in, like during the day, you're just like kind of thinking about what happened, kind of relaxing. You don't have much energy because the diet change and the ayahuasca is kind of throwing up all the stuff out of you. And <laughs> it just, it's, and like, plus, uh, like, I didn't get much sleep. So there's not much energy in you. But like, you're just really like, like, for me, I was just so calm. And like, I, like, everything didn't really bother, nothing bothered me. It was just like, I was in such a state of just like peace and, mm-hmm. and just like, it was almost, like a little slice of heaven and you just you just like nothing can bother you it's like no thought in my mind could would bother or irritate me and i would just kind of just relax on the hammocks and we would talk about our experiences and everyone was just so open there and just talking it talking about things that they went through in their lives and stuff like that and it's it's very like um like it opens you up into a certain space in yourself and and it, it just like it's just so calming and peaceful and everybody around you is there too. This is what I found so beautiful. Is yeah. That mm-hmm. Suddenly you're having real conversations. Suddenly yeah. you're talking to everybody around you about things that actually really matter. Exactly. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. instead of I don't know the crap that we <laughs> yeah. find happening in our social circles, like more typically in our society, which is you know it's it's not healthy stuff. We're not really. Yeah getting deep into you know our experience and where we're really at so it's hard to be mm-hmm. authentic right exactly yeah and we're in this beautiful bubble together and being yeah. all authentic and it's mm-hmm. like oh my god i don't want to leave i mean is that how you felt yeah yeah like when i was leaving i was like why am i leaving this doesn't make sense for me to go back like it doesn't, but like yeah we have our, our lives right but but yeah, and I remember there's this one morning my dad, he was feeling so good and he was just like our our shoes were really muddy because we had to like it was like it rained when we were coming. Yeah. So we had to like push the cart the rickshaw or I forget what it was called, what are they called? The three wheeler cars. Oh god, those are amazing. Yeah. I love those and things. Some they were like tipping over and <laughs> <Right>. like <laughs> they were getting stuck I in the them mud. <laughs> yeah. But um so he, Why would you guys like have a rickshaw rental? I mean, what's going on there? Uh, so he just picked us up from the airport. Okay, the driver. Then, yeah. So what was the driver doing? Pushing with you? Yeah, he's pushing with us. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I love and it. And it got to a point where they're just like, okay, you guys just got to walk from here. <laughs> okay, so in Iquitos, for those who don't know, I mean, I I landed in this airport, and usually I I wasn't prepared for this. I didn't really know this part of of where I was going. There's only rickshaws, and yeah. I'm looking outside, mm-hmm. and I'm seeing these three wheel motorcycles with this like 
you know, a little back end on it where people can sit, covered area. And I'm thinking, oh, those are neat. Where are the cars? You know? yeah. <laughs> and I was waiting and waiting for cars to show up, thinking I'll get a taxi. And it's like, and I, I, I asked somebody at the airport, so are there any taxis? And they're like pointing <laughs> to all these rickshaws. <laughs> and it finally occurred to me, it's like, oh my God, where, where's the luggage going to go? But they managed to fit everything in. Like it was, it was magic what they yeah. do. I loved it. I loved it there. I miss it every day. Mm-hmm. So you guys got stuck in the mud. <laughs> yeah, and so our shoes really dirty. And then, so we were just we kind of just left them outside our rooms. And one morning, my dad is just like he just he just looks so happy, and he was just so and he was just cleaning our shoes, and just like I don't know, it's just like some it's like a moment I'll never forget because he was just so such in a good place. Yeah, and it's just like so calm and relaxed, and like it's almost like nothing in the world could could trouble that moment for him. Yeah. and it was just like it was really nice. And even my brother and my cousin, they were just like really calm too and relaxed. And right, I think I got confused because I, I knew you had a cousin with you, and then I guess I forgot about the brother. So your cu- cousin in my mind became a man. <laughs> <laughs> so you had your brother and your your cousin. Yeah. So my it. older brother, he's like uh, three years older than me, and then my older cousin, and All he right. has like kids and everything, starting a family now. Oh, that's amazing! Mm-hmm. What a great experience to have when yeah. you're starting to. Uh, to bring children into this world, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I've I've been taught a lot from the mother about being a mother, yeah, <laughs> and, and the lessons continue daily. So, so tell me about your last night. So my last night, it was just really amazing, and um, it was my intention was just to have a good closing ceremony and kind of learn how to inspire people and like, and just kind of get some guidance in my life before I leave. Right. Sure, it's a great one, and. Um, it was, it was like, it's usually my ceremonies were very, like, long. It, like, almost felt like an eternity because you have no kind of perception of time, right? And But this ceremony, it just flew by. It was like, oh, it's already done? And it's like, because it, it just felt really good. I was in, like, a really, really good place. And um, it was just, it was just, like, it was a very funny ceremony, too, because so many things happened. Like, um, uh, one, of the, one of my friends we met there, his name is Tom or sorry, Sam, there's two brothers, Tom and Sam. And the older brother was like, you know, we go for our personal Icaros, right? And he came back and he was looking for his bed and he was just like kind of joking around and looking for his bed. And it, it almost, I could see like a dog spirit in him. And like the whole time he was just talking about his dog and how much he loved his dog. Right? It, was, it was really funny. And um, when I went up to go for my personal Icaros, my brother accidentally went into my bed and he, he fell asleep and they tried to wake him up, but he wouldn't wake up, right? <laughs> It was it was really funny and it's like it was like um, the the ceremony kind of just like went by really really nicely very very smooth very smooth yeah and I remember like uh, we were outside and it was so bright because the stars just like filled it was just like, I think we were in a dark ceremony dark uh, Maloka for a while mm-hmm. right so when we get out when we got out it's like that it was just so bright and there was so many stars in the sky it was just it was so amazing mm-hmm. and we were all in such a good mood and we were talking about it and our ceremonies and like it was it was just really good and like in the previous ceremonies we'd be like more kind of self-reflective and kind of just just be a little kind of rattled yeah but um this ceremony was just so amazing yeah it was a good one to send mm-hmm. you off with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what kind of changes have you seen in your life since you've come back? Oh, so many changes, like um, so many bad habits and stuff 
just kind of just I knew right away like as soon as I got home I I just did what I had to do to get rid of them right like all my weed stuff I just tossed it out really yeah so you know you don't do that anymore at all well like I do it occasionally time to time but it's nothing like super like uh, like I'm not saying you have a better relationship exactly like I'm not saying weed is a bad thing it's actually just so it's so so many benefits Yeah. yeah yeah And but um, just the way I was using it before was not healthy at all. Sure. Yeah. We have a relationship with everything mm-hmm. I've learned. <laughs> yeah. And when you start to look at it that way, it really changes the way that you go about things or it can. It has that potential. Yeah. So people have told me um, I don't really smoke cannabis, but mm-hmm. um, I had some intense experiences when I was younger that I didn't quite get. And now now I do. Yeah. <laughs> now I understand what was going on back then. But I couldn't do it casually. That's the thing. People mm. would do it and they'd be like, party. And I'd, yeah. I'd be doing it and I'd be sitting there with this intense communication going yeah. on. And it's like, yeah. it just wasn't working as a party drug for me. Um, and, and I'm glad for that. But there are people who have done ayahuasca come back. And when they experience cannabis, they experience a very similar experience to ayahuasca. Is mm. that what happens with you now? Um, similar, yeah. Like, definitely I get, like, flashbacks of what happened. And you can remember parts of the ceremony that I didn't really remember before. Which is, like, it's very insightful, actually. So do you do it with intention? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, now if I was going to do something like that, I would have some kind of intention behind it. Yeah, It's just, like, my whole outlook is just not (laughs) to do things randomly now, right? Just do something with more purpose. (laughs) Yeah. And, um... It's a lot of other things, just like the way I think and like even I I really noticed like before I went into ayahuasca, I thought I ate healthy and like I thought I was eating good food. But I realized like like the first ceremony, I looked at my puke bucket and it was just so nasty. I'm like, how is this in my body? Like, this is so disgusting. I'm like, I kind of realized like really I wasn't eating that healthy. Because, like, even the food that we're kind of marketed to that is healthy is not really healthy, right? Yes, so it's true. So it kind of developed, in like, an intuition in me to know which foods are good for me and which foods are not good for me. Yeah. Is, oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think this awareness is being developed in a lot of us, too. Yeah. There's this sense, like, um, they did this study with, um, I think it was cows, some animals anyway, and they gave them feed. One of them had GMO feed and the other had non-GMO feed. Yeah. And both cows went for the non-GMO feed. Like, they rejected the GMO feed. They mm-hmm. instinctively knew. And I think that we do have that in us. There's just layers and layers of crap mm-hmm. <laughs> on top. Yeah, that, yeah. And that's what these medicines help to alleviate. Mm-hmm. Is, and, and then we get access to that part of ourselves that knows all this stuff. Exactly, yeah. Like, we always kind of know this, but yeah. it just kind of cut off from us. Yeah, because yeah. we're cut off from ourselves. Exactly, right? yeah. And I think that's just the way society is and... And um, just like just just the way I was being like, I don't want to be like a blamer of society because at the end of the day, it's it's my fault. Right. It's not and helpful. It's, it's just not. Helpful. It's not helpful. It's, Again, you have to be it's, proactive. It's chasing the bad guy. thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's so many good things that the society provides for us. Right. So. It's not like I'm I'm a basher against society or anything like that, right? But and seeing the things that aren't working, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's, it's really all about you know the energy that you put towards it and mm-hmm. and and the intention and all of that. You know. Yeah, yeah, and I really got a lot of insights about just intentions, right? It's just like yes. you have like a, a proper intention when you do things, and 
have um, like a purpose. Like or I was be aware before. of it, mm-hmm. of yeah. what they are, because they exist, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. And then starting to rein that, you know, being aware of it and saying, I'm going to harness that yeah. and make that work. Because everything me. starts with an intention, right? Everything. Yeah. Yeah, whether we're aware of it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so what about relationships? Like this is a big thing that tends to change when we get back. What about your mom? Yeah, so I think my mom was like a little out of the loop for a bit because it, right. it just how she must have felt. Yeah, these new people descending on her. Yeah, <laughs> so it, it was just uh, so in my family, just me, my brother, my dad, and my mom. Right, so it was only four of us. So three of us went to ayahuasca, and we all came back like super changed. And she was kind of just like trying to catch up with us, right? Yeah, and um, we were ha- like definitely my mom and dad have more deeper conversations, conversations that I don't think they would regularly talk about. Beautiful. And even just our whole family dynamic has changed, and it's it's like it's like a seed, and it, we're growing that seed as time goes on. It's only been like a year and a half, and just so many things have changed, and like our our minds have just become more a lot more open, and even my dad's mind is so open. Like um, we actually got a dog, a little little um, Shiba Inu. Nice. She's like the like one of the best things that happened to us, and like. My my mom and dad were like, no, no dogs, no way, right? And I can appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of work. Yeah, there's a lot of work, but like they love that thing so, so much, beautiful. and like it's just when they just get out more, they're not watching as much TV and all this stuff, and it's just, oh, nice. it's really like huge changes. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, that's wonderful. So, um, I was gonna ask Damien to to chime in but we're like we got five minutes does any of this resonate with you and your experiences are you gonna talk for five minutes on on any of this stuff i just wanted you to invite you into this conversation damien is our producer here yeah hi everybody um (laughs) yeah i think it's really interesting um i think everybody who's been to ayahuasca ceremonies can probably relate to a lot of what's what's being said today and um to me there seems like there's a fascinating polarity because on one hand, you have all of these like really concrete life changes that you've taken out of it, ease in relationships, uh, knowledge of self, life perspective, life direction, all this stuff that's very tangible. I think when people who have never tried ayahuasca hear this kind of stuff, they say, wow, well, maybe th- this isn't just a drug. Maybe there's something more to it. And, you know, I think for people I know who go from their 20th to their 30th ceremony and so on, it's like, that seems to be a lot of what's pulling them back is that they're getting so much from it that has so much direct import in their life. Having said that, the other end of the polarity I see is, you know, it's like all these images we see in ceremony that we can't, um, we can't even translate to ourself in the split second that they occur. And now we've seen 10,000 more. And how could we remember something that we could never even translate into the realm of language in the first place? It exists in a realm outside language. So, on one hand, you have stuff that's super useful, you take into your life, and then on the other hand, you have stuff that is kind of in its own category, and I think that's why a show like this exists, and it's why these conversations need to happen, is because, you know, when you go, let's say you go to a, I've heard from people who go to one ceremony in a foreign place, then they fly home the next day, and they don't really have anybody to talk to about it, and mm-hmm. it's like this weird dream that they don't understand almost you know yeah I've had and, I've had many of those <laughs> but for me I think one my perspective differs in a lot of people's in in this way which is that I kind of like that I like the idea of course ayahuasca helps us in so many concrete ways but I like the idea that there's a, a magic mystery. to it a yeah. mystery I, the, the word I always come back to is magic 
because it's something that when I was an adolescent, I was always looking for. It's kind of what led me into marijuana and, and, you know, mushrooms and other kinds of this sort of same experimentation. I wanted something special and something, right. another another good word I like to use is extraordinary. Mm-hmm. It's something that's outside of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I guess that's that's kind of my two senses, just taking, <laughs> taking those two things. That's you know, it's what you were saying and in, in, in these, these things happening in ways that were hard for us to... Um, uh, to process or to understand. Um, and with me, there's been this, a lot of this dream work where, where these same things happen. Some of it's, um, relatable, some of it's concrete, some of it are concepts that it takes me a while to absorb and be able to communicate. And that, that's some of it I can get, but I can't convey it. You know, there's there's that one too. But I had a dream the other night, and I go to sleep with intention every night, so this is why I'm having these experiences. Anyone can do that, by the way. Um, and I had a whole conversation with this higher consciousness, with, with ayahuasca, and it was all through these patterns. So, do you know, uh, um, I, I think that you... Uh, Amar did the did the ceremonies uh, within the Shipibo context, mm. right? Yeah. Okay, so I did as well, and there's the similarity. And um, they not only sing Ikaros, which are songs that are directly downloaded from their experience, the connection with ayahuasca, they also do patterns, like these patterns that show up in all the crafts they make. Anyway, I was having a conversation with these patterns. <laughs> like, So what was communicated to me was, came in these patterns and my response would come back in patterns and <clears throat> my response was very weak to something very very positive it was like okay all these great things and I'm like yeah well you know and I could see my patterns were weak and they weren't full and and it was really amazing that I knew what was happening and there were no words you know and it was just showing me this part of myself this small part that was still kind of needed a little help and then um and it was just showing me that this that this stuff this all this positive stuff that i keep saying that i want and i mean i'm making tremendous progress everything goes really really well but there's stages and anyway it was just showing me that there's this small part that's still you know and it found a way to turn that around and it used my son it said so you know everybody picks up on all of this stuff even this small part of you that's 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 not saying these things with conviction and and then as soon as my son was mentioned, boom, color and, and all the images, everything, I was able to communicate back in that fabulously abundant pattern. And it was like, okay, we're on board. So yeah. eventually there's a way to unlock that mystery. And then there's other mysteries presented. And I'm with you. I love the mystery. And, and sometimes mm-hmm. they do unfold. Anyway, yeah. we are out of time. Thank you so much, Amar. Thank you, no Damien. Problem. And, um, yeah, we're going to sign off for today, and we'll see you next week. I hope you all join us. Bye. Take care, guys. You are listening to Ayahuasca Talks on Radio Regent in lovely downtown Toronto, and I'm your host, Rebecca Hayden. Please visit us at radioregent.com and join our live chat, or connect with me at rebeccahayden.com.